Hello and welcome to Beer and this week, John Carpenter. Beer and is a podcast where we cover a style of beer each episode, accompanied by a topic of interest to one of us. My name's Adrian. Joining me as always, Eric. How you doing? I'm good, H. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I uh, apologize earlier and right now to Eric for delaying this podcast by an hour because I fell asleep. I was at the pub and um, had an hour to spare and just fell asleep. Um, but here we are. We made it. And, and we'll, we'll, tell, we'll have to um, share with our listeners why as well, huh? Yeah, no, I had some um, very good beers. <laughs> A little too good, evidently. <laughs> We should note that um, this podcast is a um, just pretty much an excuse for us to catch up, eh? Mm. And um, it is definitely a discussion by um, beer non-experts. And um, non-experts of most of the things we talk about as well. <laughs> yep, that's, that's true. Um, Edge and I, uh, we went to uni together. We also lived in the UK for a couple of years. Mm. Um, but... Now, Age is uh, based in Melbourne and, and myself in Singapore, so um, we decided to do this podcast so we could, um, yeah, catch up every few weeks over a, you know, a, a, new, a new beer. A cheeky beverage. Exactly. So, yeah. Age, why did we choose um, John Carpenter? Well, we're this recording week. this on the 29th of October, 2022, um, approaching the, well, we're, we're, we're deep into the spooky season. It's almost Halloween, Eric. Um, Ooh, and, I, 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 hmm? sorry, go, go on, go on. No, no, you, you go, Eric. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, um, I, I wasn't too familiar with John Carpenter until you, you mentioned, um, the Halloween series. Hmm. Yeah. That was like my gateway to John Carpenter films. Um, and it's a mixed bag, but I really like a lot of John Carpenter things. Um, yeah, not necessarily due to the quality, but a lot of it is from the 80s. Um, quite good. Um, but I also just really love the music he does. Um, he scores a lot of his films, most of them really. And then he's done a lot of scores to a lot of other films since then. And that's pretty much all, well, not all he does, but um, his main focus creatively at the moment is yeah, music. So yeah, I've been on a bit of a John Carpenter binge for the last couple of years, really just, yeah, delving into a lot of these different things and I've grown to really like him. So I thought Halloween season, let's talk about the godfather of the Halloween movies. <laughs> yes. Very, very apt indeed. Mm. But, um, shall we, shall we crack open our beers and, That's and, um, a good idea. This week we decided to do, um, Chili beers, right? That was, mm -hmm. was quite an interesting suggestion um, from yourself because uh, I've actually never had a, a chili oh, really? beer before. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Or a it's spicy a, beer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a match made in heaven, especially. Uh, although, what? Hang on. We'll, we'll, we'll do the little crack and then we'll talk about them. Ready? Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, no. Cheers. <laughs> um, cheers, cheers. Yeah. I, I think it's wow. a, a a good a good match, especially if it's a dark beer. Um, mm. That sort of chocolate and chili match made in heaven. But have you gone a dark beer today? I've actually gone gone with the beer that looks a bit oh. like like a sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby red. Um, I got a um, 
I've got a beer by Urbanaut, which is um, from Auckland hmm. in New Zealand. And it's, um, it's a purple hibiscus Szechuan. So that's the, the chili oh, element, yeah, yeah. I guess, spicy element. Uh, yuzu wit beer. I wanted to go, um, because it's also the end of Oktoberfest as well, so I wanted something a bit German as well, I guess. Mm. So it's oh, yeah. a, a, a wit beer, um, which I think just means wheat beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and oh, wow. then, um, Do you know German? Tried... <laughs> Didn't you know? Um, and... Um, and then the Szechuan was just to um, stick to the, the brief for today, I guess. Mm, so it was, mm, uh, that was my, why I chose this one. We got lucky, actually, with this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, were, you found that at your local um, cellar? Uh, oh, no. It was just, a, it was just a, a craft beer bar, just a, a random one. I was mm. just having a, a beer at lunch. And then, um, and, then you, and then you texted me. And then you're yeah. like, hey, should we not do a pod? Like, you know, a good day for a podcast. I was like, yeah, let's. Let's get one over and done with. So it was uh, good timing. I was able to pick this up and then yeah. came home on time and then realized that you, you, were, you were MIA. Oh. I thought something happened to you, bro. Oh, you're worried. You were... <laughs> but no, you were just sleeping. Just because, sleeping. Mm. You had, a, you had a, a really strong beard, didn't you, AJ? Mm. So I was at um, wow. my local car and sellers in Thornbury um, mm. and... It's it's a really cool bar. They they have lots of um, they have like twenty taps. I'm guessing I don't know how many taps they have. Um, but often, and they're all rotating, and so they never have like a standard regular beer. But they'll mm. often do like a tap takeover, um, where they'll just get like a whole lot of kegs in from this one brewery. And today they what was it? It was it was called the Brewer Brewery. Um, B-R-U-E-R-Y. Mm. Um, and they were all like Imperial Stouts. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I was, we, we were sitting next to this, this group that were really fun guys. They, um, they'd been there since like opening at 11 a.m. So they must have known oh, this. <laughs> yeah. Um, they must have known about this brewery. Uh, we just happened to stumble in there and, um, and there was this tap takeover by this, yeah, brewery. Damn it, that's a really bad name every time I say it. It's hard to distinguish between me calling it a brewery and the, the company or the the brewery <laughs> called brewery. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, they, they must have known about this brewery and were really keen to try a lot of their beers. So they'd been there since 11 a.m. And we were chatting with them and, like, there's, there were so many there and there's no way I could have tried all of them because of the alcohol content. Then so I asked them for a recommendation and they're like, oh, you must try the Grand Reserve. There's like a 2020 and a 2021 edition. And um, I'm like, okay, okay. So I went up to the bar and it was a 22.8% beer. <laughs> oh, goodness. No wonder like, you fell asleep. Yeah. And Gosh. like they only sold it. They sold it in a 100 mil pour or a 150 mil pour. Um, yeah. Because any more than that, and it would like destroy you. Yeah. So um, I had two 100 mil pours. I tried the 2021 and then the 2020. And then I had one more after that, um, which was only 18%. 
Um, <laughs> so I was cooked. Yeah. And then like <laughs> the beer I've got today, which I should probably get to as well. Um, I, I picked up on the way out. It's by Working Title Brewing Company um, yep. based in Queensland, um, Australia. It is a, oh, I can't even, Deception um, is the name of the beer. A bourbon barrel age salted peanut and chili imperial stout. Um, so now I'm backing it up after a nap and I'm like, <laughs> it's a 10% beer. So we'll see how I go. <laughs> yeah. Still a strong one. But yeah, I am. Um... Have you got a description? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Can? I should have a sip. Hmm. You have a sip. Give us your thoughts. Hmm. Oh, damn. That's really good. <laughs> to compare like the beers I had today at the brewery. Uh, oh, sorry. At the um the bar um by mm. brewery they were almost more like a whiskey than they were a beer it oh, it was wow. very low carbonation because they were barrel aged so i think they'd been sitting mm-hmm. there for quite a while in the barrel and and so it lost a lot of its fizz for lack of a better yep. word but that one i just had now by working title brewing company like it's very much still a it mustn't have been sitting quite as long or yeah, I don't know. They must like to get to a twenty-two point eight percent beer. They must like distill it somehow. I'm not sure how you do that with a beer. Anyway, mm. because it, it it almost tasted more like a liqueur than it did a beer. Um, yeah. Whereas this one here, yeah, like it's ten percent, so it's it is strong, but it's not like a you know fortified beer. Um, so <laughs> like it still um, has its effervescence to it. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It's like, it, it's really heavy on the, on the chocolate notes at the start and then really chilly mm. at the back. Um, oh, nice. yeah, it's. What about salted peanut? Any salted peanut? Well, I guess maybe I'm like mixing that sort of, yeah, sweetness from chocolate, salted peanut, but like, it's that sweetness at the front, chilly at the back. Whew. Sound like I'm Very describing nice. a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. Um, the can? What about the can description? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you asked me before. I ignored you. That actually doesn't have one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What's new? What's new? Um, yeah, no, no description. It's just got a funky label. 10% free standard drinks. It's what it says it is, barrel-aged, salted peanut and chili imperial stout. Very good. Very mm. good. How about, how, about, how about you? What do you got? What are your thoughts on your beer? <laughs> um, strong hibiscus and Szechuan notes, actually. Mm. Not too much yuzu. Um, and it's got that uh, wheat beer finish. Mm. Mm-hmm. So very easy drinking. But I'm surprised by the Szechuan. The Szechuan's quite strong. But I guess Szechuan's quite a strong pepper. That's the it? region in Europe, isn't it? Uh, no, Szechuan is um, <laughs> in China. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> You're taking the piss. <laughs> um, yes, yes, it is that place. In, um, <laughs> could, be in, could be in Poland, actually. <laughs> no, um, yeah, um... Well, it's called the, it's part of the Living Beer series. I'm just reading the back of the can now. It's, um, it's their way of re-engaging with the foundations of beer. 
Mm. All natural, vibrant, and fresh. This series, oh, this series of beer is vital, unfiltered, and importantly, can conditioned. I don't even know what that means. It's a mm. living beer after all. Oh. Oh, so I think they add the yeast into the can. Oh. It, and then it goes on to say, Gah, the flavors! Exclamation mark. This one has us feeling spicy. Living beer number three is a melting wok of pan-Asian flavors, spicy Szechuan pepper, mm. fresh yuzu lemon, and floral hibiscus. Brewed with a traditional wit yeast strain to seamlessly meld the heady esters of the European tradition with the tantalizing, lively flavors of Asia. Expect bright citrus, slight herbal florality, and an intoxicating Szechuan kick. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think we could have gone two different beers today (laughs) within the the framework of the the style. (laughs) The style. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, I just Googled what is can-conditioned beer. Um, yeah. And it oh, yeah, says, um... uh, put simply, it helps to carbonate beer. How it works, we add a small amount of, we, I must have found a brewery website, um, add a small amount of sugar and yeast to the beer right before packaging. Um, the small addition helps the beer to ferment inside the can, creating a, the last bit of carbonation, preserving the beer's quality and enhancing its flavor. Oh, does it like is does it taste particularly carbonated? Taste does it feel? I don't know. How would you describe um, that? No, actually, H. <laughs> Not actually, it doesn't. So maybe it's naturally that they needed that extra bit to to make it because it's probably naturally quite a yeah. a flat a flat kind of um. Okay, so it just gets beer. it to like standard, yeah. Or maybe yeah. that's just how it's carbonated, yeah. Hmm. It's a little bit carbonated, but not as much as like uh, a sour. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's good. It's 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 nice. I, I like the Szechuan notes. I I didn't think I would, but yeah, the Szechuan yeah, okay. notes are good. Hmm. Does it remind you, you of know, the, the Asian wok? <laughs> um. <laughs> Does it remind me of an Asian wok? That's what it said on the can, didn't it? Yeah. Good. Good question. Um. I was hoping for more fire. I was like, it. I was hoping for more fiery sort of Szechuan flavors, but it, right. you can definitely taste the Szechuan. Mm, okay. So, yes. <laughs> Walk and roll. Walk and roll. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> um, I really like it, Age, and I think um, I'm really happy that you you brought up chili beers this week or. Mm. Um, I think I think um, I really want to try yours as well. I think uh, I think just I'm, I'm, I mean just find any kind of um, yeah like chili porter or chili stout. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like you know, do you like chocolate and chili? Uh, chili chocolate. <laughs> uh yes, the lint one. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, mind yeah. it. Like if you if you like something like that, I think yeah, it's a pretty good um, bet that you'll like a, a chili stout. Yeah. Um. So, so chili, like, uh, chili in beers is, is commonly found in like a darkened beer, like you were saying before. Um, so I chili stout would be a common, uh, combination. I've had it. Yeah. Like that was how I was first introduced to a, you know, chili in a beer. It was actually in, when I was in the UK in, uh, York, and went to Brew Dog, 
Is that the, mm. I always get it mixed up. That's the UK one, right? Brewdog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, oh no, was it Brewdog? Maybe it was. I went to a brewery in York and they had like a, they did a collaboration with a uh, local jam maker. Um, he was the chili jam guy and they, they wow. used like ghost peppers in a port of beer. Uh, and it was really good. It wasn't like they, they used ghost peppers, but it wasn't super chilly. <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> it just used phantom a, peppers. a little, More like phantom like peppers, phantom fake peppers. peppers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like, and that sort of, I was like, oh yeah, no, like I like chili and chocolate, so why not a porter? Um, mm. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good combination. Um, the other one I've had like is sours where they, they do like a, like a, oh, the, I had a really good, um, I think it was from Thailand actually, where they did like a, it was basically like a pad thai. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. it was like basil and chili in a, in a sour, uh, and it worked so good. So oh, yeah. Amazing. And then I've talked about it before, but Moondog did their little, um, barn me, um, sour beer, which was good. Oh, so like the, the chili coriander and chili. Yeah. Yeah. That coriander and chili works really well. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, chili's, chili's a good combo. Um, like speaking of pad thai, what, what's another spicy dish you think they could turn into a, a very nice beer and what kind of beer would you do it in? What style of beer would you do it in? Hmm. Jeez. Uh, spicy dish. <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry to, sorry to put you on the spot there. There's... Red, red, red curry. Red Thai curry. <laughs> oh yeah, red. Oh yeah, that would be okay as well. That'd be pretty nice. A red Thai curry. I think actually, because uh, um, I think going even just like with, um, no, nah, I got no idea. I'll probably cut this out. <laughs> I didn't have anything good to say. What about you? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say like, um, I really like Vindaloo. <laughs> I like the spices in Vindaloo. I would like to see. Vindaloo turned into a beer. But what kind of beer? Um. Oh, good. Uh, you asked the question. <laughs> oh, good question, Adrian. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, to be fair, I I, I would like to uh, a tom yum, like a tom yum lager. <laughs> lager. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Because like even just doing a, like a very straight, bitter beer. To really mm. highlight the chili without yeah, yeah. overcomplicating it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Tom Yum, I just, uh, I was thinking about, I, I mean, I, I just thought about this. Tom mm. Yum, actually, I said lager, but now that I think about it, because it's, it's also quite sour, I mm. do it in a sour. Mm-hmm. I do it in a goze style or something. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be nice. And like, you know, like whenever you've had a Tom Yum, like it's normally quite clear. Mm. But when I came to Singapore, you can get the milky version too. So they put coronation milk in it as well. So okay. it, it makes it a bit more creamier. So you mm. could do like a, a Tom Yum ice cream sour, putting mm. it out there. Just putting weird. it out there. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon it'd really work. Yeah. Tom Yum ice cream sour, here we go. Okay. Start champing in it. <laughs> yeah. So any if, if any of the listeners work for a beer company and you can um, pitch it to to the brewers oh mm. man please do please please mm. make a tom yum ice cream sour yeah and for any more um beer ideas email us at 
beer and podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> just still plugging it there. Nobody sent us an email yet. I really like just say hi. Really? Just, yeah. Have just, we got any spam emails? Have no, we got any spam emails? I know. Just anything. Like, honestly, um, it'll really, really make my day. <laughs> All right. I might have to, I might have to create an account. I think I'll. I'll send you something, I'm sh- okay? I'm sure you already have an email account. You could send me one, but it won't be the same. Oh, so sad. Mm. Just, just say hi. Anyone, just, just say hi. Send us anything. Yeah, just say hi. Mm. Please. Put, yeah. Please do. <laughs> um, well, uh, anything else to say about your beer? I think it was a bit harder to find, like, beer facts for chili beer. It was just that, you know, it pairs well with food. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a good been... <laughs> there's a good beer fact for you <laughs> i'm just reading a website um about chili and beer spice mm. up your life um <laughs> spice girls <laughs> um the traditional antidote to a fiery chili con carne or fearsome vindaloo curry is beer oh it goes so well beer, yeah preferably lager but when you're you've just gone off the scale in Scoville units, is that the chili unit? Yeah, that's the chili unit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, probably don't have too much. You got any beer facts? Maybe we should uh, just move on. Beer facts. Mm. Yeah, I think let's. Uh, I'm I'm ready to talk. Um, um, John Carpenter mm-hmm. from the Carpenters, right? <laughs> yeah, that very same man. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> him and his siblings, yeah. Um. Hey, wait, wait, John, the Carpenters did that song, right? Close to you. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun oh dun, really? Dun, dun, dun. I'm not too familiar with the Carpenters. Sorry. Oh, it's Richard. Sorry, it's Karen and Richard. So no, I knew not I John. Just, they, didn't, they didn't include John. He ended up yeah, trying to make horror movies. <laughs> He had a different creative outlet, yeah. <laughs> Overachievers. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, H, why did you choose uh, John Carpenter this week? I know it's Halloween, mm. or coming up to Halloween on what on Monday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, tell us um, your what, like, how did you get into his movies and, and what, um, was it Halloween that got you into him? Yes. Essentially, I... It's actually kind of funny when I think about it. I weirdly, the first John Carpenter film I think I saw was probably his worst film, um, Ghosts of Mars, which was like his kind of last Hollywood production that really, really tanked in 2000 and oh shit, um, one, okay, yeah, and. The only reason I sort of watched it was because it was on this weird streaming service um, that came with my TV in, like, 2015. I don't know. Um, And so, like, it... it, 2001, yeah. And I didn't even get through it because it was really, really bad. And and it it was weird because, like, his films are always called John Carpenter's you know, John Carpenter's The Thing, John Carpenter's Halloween, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Like, his name's always, like, branded on the, the box art or the, yeah, well, the box art. Yeah, so I, mm. when I saw John Carpenter's 
Ghosts of Mars. I'm like, ah, oh, if you're throwing your name out there, like you must be a bit of a who's who of directing. Um, and so I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. <laughs> it was just bad. Um, but so I didn't really watch too much of his stuff for a long while. I think I may have seen, weirdly enough, Escape from LA, also not one of his most um, revered films. But I think I saw that as a kid. My auntie was watching it. Um, mm. And, yeah, I think I caught a bit of that. And it's kind of a wild, wacky film. Um, I've since mm. seen it and I really love it. It's just completely off the walls. Um, but it's a sequel to Escape from New York, which is actually, yeah, really cool. Um, but, yeah, I so I didn't really have too much of an experience or know a lot of John Carpenter stuff outside of like being aware of Halloween, but I'd never yep. seen Halloween, um, at least the originals, um, until it was probably honestly before the, they started releasing the new ones, um, from like 2018. Um, mm. I used to listen to this podcast. Um, there was a couple of people, um, that I used to listen to do it, that did like gaming podcasts that did a horror podcast and they talked about Halloween um, in one of the episodes and sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's not strictly, but it popularized the slasher film, uh, but it's not the origin of the slasher film, but it definitely like yep. really uh, kicked off the, the slasher genre um, from yep. like 1978 and then um, onwards. Um, so like the eighties became a really big decade for slashes and it was, yeah, the precursor to a lot of those, like a lot of people were jumping off the back of that kind of, um, brand of horror, I guess, um, mm. throughout the eighties. So, so I'd, I'd, I'd listened to this podcast, talk about it and, and was intrigued and then sort of watched it before the string of new films came out. And I think I watched like Halloween one and two, and that was about it at the time. And yeah, like they're, 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 it's, it's a, they're interesting films to go back to because especially the first one is very slow, methodical. Yeah. Like it, it's not, it's not, there's, there's not a lot of like actual kills in it for a kind of slasher film. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they're not necessarily like graphic, which, you know, they don't have to be, but a lot of the, the slasher films of the eighties became, well, especially the early eighties became quite graphic in there. Um, their kills, but then there was a lot of backlash um, across America and then in the UK to violence in films, and a lot of films got censored towards the back half of the eighties. It, it, it's an interesting film to watch, to look back on, and I really love it. But it's it's definitely like a very yeah slow film. It's um, and, and I, I, I find this quite <laughs> quite interesting because like, I, and just given what you said, age like. Uh, the like some of the history behind um how um slasher films became really popular in the in the late seventies early eighties mm. there was i i i never watched any of them and i i guess my first sort of um uh exposure to slasher films and i didn't even know they were called slasher films was mm. probably in the nineties when when i first saw um scream or i know yeah. what you did last summer Right, they were they were super massive yeah, blockbusters, yeah. right? But then it's like, oh, this is what a slasher film is. It's some, it's 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 a it's an evil character that slashes its victims. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and and, and, and it's, but but it's very popular. That kind of that style of horror is like very it has popular. an iconic killer. 
Um, yes. So, you know, like Halloween has Michael Myers in his mask. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's Jason with his hockey mask. Although, like, <laughs> well, I was um, sick earlier in June, July. Anyway, I had like a week off work and I <laughs> thought, oh, I've always, I've seen like a couple of the Friday the 13th films and I'm like, and I, and again, I'd like listened to a podcast where they were talking about it and I'm like, I'll go through and watch them all. Um, it's just like, it's a wild ride, um, Friday the 13th, um, of varying quality, but like Jason actually doesn't, he's not even in the first film and in the second film, he doesn't even have the hockey mask and it's not till like the third film that he actually gets his hockey mask. Anyway. Um, so like, he's another, you know, iconic killer. And then there's like Freddy, um, Freddy, Freddy is, uh, there was a movie, uh, called Freddy versus Jason. Right? Yeah. I watched that <laughs> in that, that run. Oh God. <laughs> uh, for, for listeners, listeners that don't know, um, age is actually a really big horror film buff. Mm. So, um, so I guess like, um, my appreciation for horror films, I think, I think not appreciation, but I, I kind of like can enjoy them. I think a lot of it was, um, I guess your recommendations as well, or even yeah. us going to watch some horror films together. I think we watched Halloween. The, the, yeah, we did. The, one of the, the 2018. The newest, yeah. yeah. 2018 Halloween together. To, um, we the Glen. The Glen. <laughs> 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 we went to cent- cent- what's it called? The Glen Century Century C- uh, Century City. Century City, yeah. Hello to everyone at the Glen. Glen um, um, yeah, which like the reboot. Color. It's a pancake color, right? Uh, did we? Maybe not. Not that time. Didn't do the mm. didn't do the pancake parlor movie combo, huh? Mm, not that time. Yeah. Only, only um, on dates. Only on special dates. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not with you. Not with you. With, um, with my other guy friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which like he didn't he didn't actually um you know write or direct the the new ones, but he did compose the music. Um which is Oh wow. Uh, the music for that those films, that trilogy is so good. The I, I really like the the new Halloween trilogy. It's like as soon as you kind of analyze it, it's kinda of silly. Um Mm-mm. you know. It, it it ignores the basically every sequel um to the Halloween film series so it's a it's a direct sequel to the very original film and that's it um Mm -hmm. and so michael myers has been in in you know you know uh, what do you call it um facility um institution institution for 40 years and then escapes and starts killing everyone again but yeah it's 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 very silly but it's it's i don't know i I really like it um and it i think (laughs) the key to like a good horror actually is just like that mix of tension and relief um Mm. release and so like the the comedy is really important in a in a horror film it doesn't need Mm. to be like funny the entire time obviously because then it's not scary but you do need that that tension and release and i think especially the 2018 which is probably the best of the trilogy like well it is um was just there was some moments of just pure like gags um and it was like it was written by um Danny Danny what McBride oh the guy from um <laughs> uh, uh the baseball the baseball show he was a baseball player that's right? your Kenny pool? Powers yeah Kenny Powers <laughs> yeah 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 
Um, he's so funny in that. Yeah, he's I mean, so it was written by some other guys, but yeah, like he was one of the writers on it. Yeah, and it's just like it. It has these absolute like yeah, like really really dark scary moments, and then like there's two cops in a in a cop car talking about barn me <laughs> with a like and he bought his friend a peanut butter barn me and he's like i don't want to eat that shit <laughs> he's like it's just bread and peanut butter <laughs> um yeah oh uh, hey do you know when you first when i i think when i first saw oh when we saw the 2018 version of halloween and you're like oh yeah the killer's called mike myers i'm like in my head i'm like <laughs> Austin Powers. Is Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is really confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really, I really like Mike Myers. I wish we could do a an episode on him. I, I think he's oh, so no. funny. I, I, I think his his comedy definitely does not hold up. But no. like, um, I remember, I remember the spy who shagged me, or or, or one of the um, Austin Powers, and there was um. <laughs> There was a, a Russian, a Russian spy, mm. and he goes, "What's your name?" And the, the Russian spy lady goes, "My name is Ivana." Uh, yeah. Ivana, Ivana Humperlot. How bad is that? Yeah, that does bad. not. That just that mm. just does not work. I mean, anymore. that was the brand of comedy, but like it, it was funny at the time. It's just such a <laughs> difficult watch to to go back to. Like, there's no incentive to watch that now. <laughs> Um, Austin Powell, Mike Myers. Oh, so yeah. Anyway, Michael Myers. Let's get back to John Carpenter. Michael Myers. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think like Halloween was definitely one of the first, um, yeah, films that I watched of his, like more recently and later, and that's when I kind of started to get into him. Um, yeah. And then I bought a little box set of films on 4K (laughs) Blu-ray. Gosh! Um, Wow. Oh yeah, real yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I like I, I, I kind of wanted to try a couple of his other things, and it, it came with Big Trouble in Little China, Prince of Darkness, They Live, and oh wh- wait, hold on, he did Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, Russell. Have um, you seen that? Russ- Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, like, it's really it, funny. It's so it's really funny. Good. Yeah, it's just it, again, it's just like. It's such a wacky film. Um, yeah. And it just really leans into its, its like, wackiness. Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that was done by him. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That That's that's one of his, yeah, best. <laughs> um, and, oh, and um, Escape from New York was the other one in that little box set. Um, okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Maybe The Fog was in it, too. But I think, like. JB the- Hi-Fi? JB Hi-Fi? <laughs> JB Hi-Fi, you got it. <laughs> Three for thirty. <laughs> Real bargain. Um, so yeah, I think like he's just got such a, and and I think like it, it, it's also like he was so prolific in the eighties. Um, yeah, and then had a bit of a, you know, decline throughout the nineties, and then um, yeah, after Ghost of Mars, uh, it seems that yeah. Oh, actually, no, he did. Yeah, no, it was Ghost of Mars was kind of like the last of his attempts at a Hollywood film really. And then he had a bad experience by the sounds of it and the movie mm. tanked and it was, yeah, he didn't really do much. He's done one film since then in 20, uh, 2010 called mm. the ward. Um, and then he hasn't directed anything since. Um, so wow. yeah, it, it's an interesting career, but um, yeah, I, I think I, I've just really gotten into him because it, he's like such a 
icon of 80s films and like his brand mm-hmm. um the thing is probably you know one of his best and have have you seen the thing no ah oh, definitely watch the thing that's like easily uh, that's an easy recommendation um okay yeah 82 um horror kurt russell your your boy kurt russell kurt again nice kurt again yeah he's got a few with like escape from new york um the thing big trouble little oh. china he's got a bit of a collab going there yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a really intense film. Yeah. It's, do you know anything about it? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's better that you don't, but like, it's, it's a very claustrophobic, uh, horror film set in like, and oh, I was going to call it Antarctica. Oh, is it on Antarctica? Maybe it's on the, or the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where they're on this like research base and yeah. And then horror follows. <laughs> Um, it, it sounds like he was uh, very successful in the 80s and mm-hmm. had a really good body of work in the 80s. Is there anyone that you can think of in the 90s or or noughties that sort of had um, the same body of um, horror films that was that you, you enjoy, that you follow as well? Not necessarily. I, was, I actually watched a YouTube video on horror in the 90s like yeah. last week and yeah. it, it was a confused decade of horror um as they kind of put it uh there wasn't like a you know the 80s was defined by its slasher and iconic killers um Mm. and the 90s just for especially the first half of the decade didn't really know where to go and Mm. it tried a lot of different things and there were some hits there but there wasn't like a defining feature and it was I i think that was kind of off the back of the the backlash of violence in films in, in, and like across, yeah, America. And it was like politicized. And then, uh, a lot of it got sort of toned down and it wasn't until like the later half of the nineties where that kind of teen killer came in. And I think like, I think, you know, scream as the nineties where, you know, 1996, 97 scream one and scream two came out and then, yeah, and then, like, a lot of other films capitalised off that, like, you know, I Know What You Did Last Summer and um, uh, what's the other one? Um, not another teen movie? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that one. No, what's the... What's the scary what's movie? The parrot? There was a parrot. Yes, yeah, scary yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Wayne Brothers, they're so yeah. good. <laughs> So, um, yeah. What about M Night? What 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 are your thoughts on M Night Shyamalan? Yeah, Would I mean, a more modern day uh, uh, tour uh, scary <laughs> <laughs> horror, horror movie guy, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I I don't. I think after the like success of The Sixth Sense, and I liked Unbreakable. I'd, mm. By the time I'd seen Sixth Sense, like, the ending was ruined for me. And so, uh, like, it wasn't much of a thing. But the annoying thing about his films is, like, there's always a twist and you always sort of, like, anticipate that what you're seeing at the start isn't what you expect and there's, like, this little hook at the end to kind of, yeah, I don't know, generate some interest and... Yeah, I, I look. I don't. I don't know enough of his things. I, I've seen like yeah, Unbreakable and and then like his sequels to that that he did like years and years and years later. Split. 
and glass, mm. which McAvoy. were yeah, which were fine. Or James McAvoy, actually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, it was I, I, I don't know enough of his stuff. I haven't watched. I, I sort of gave up. I liked um. Mm. And I think that's the trouble. Like you can watch it once and it's fine because it's, you don't know what's going on, but after you know what's going on, it's not that interesting. So yep. what was that one on the farm with the aliens? Signs. Signs. Yeah. See, that was like, mm. I liked watching that. And then I have no interest in watching it again because you know, what's, what the hook is and, and the outcome. And so it kind mm. of like, there's no, like once you know, there's not like any tension watching it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, can I ask you, like, why why do horror films appeal to you? Like, I just want to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> just watch a rom-com then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch horror films. Um, yeah, I think, like, if they're done right, that tension and release is just such a, a satisfying, um, yeah, experience, like, for a movie. I think, you know, you'd, it, it, it's actually, like, a really tough balance too uh mm. i watched um so in 2000 and oh, what was it seven there was a remake of halloween by rob zombie yep and that was i actually rewatched it like two nights ago three nights ago and it's a hateful film like it's a really it's really bleak and and kind of awful and yeah and like yeah i guess it's scary but it's also like i just felt really uncomfortable watching it and and it as a horror film like i don't i don't like that mm. yeah and so and it was like it was just like basically every woman that died in that film was naked when they died and like it felt really uncomfortable mm. and and it was just, yeah, and, and so, like, and it was bleak. And so there was no, you know, really relief of that tension. And so right, I didn't right. really enjoy that. Whereas, you know, especially, you know, maybe not the original Halloween, but um, the new trilogy, there's definitely that comedy um, aspect to it that kind of, it brings a bit of levity to, <laughs> like, all the awfulness <laughs> that's happening on screen. Um, and yep. it's And it's kind of, yeah, and I think that's kind of, why horror films are, are good um but yeah i think yeah it needs to be a good balance and it doesn't need to be it shouldn't be you know bleak and awful and you know hateful <laughs> mm, okay. um it can be really campy i just i just i don't know I, I just really like the 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 ideas that can come along with with horror yeah mm. um do you can you List your your top three John Carpenter films if you had to give it give a top three. Yeah, I'd been looking at them because um, I think Halloween's definitely ah, uh, it's Halloween or the Thing is my favorite. Okay, so that's number one. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the Thing. Like it, the Thing is probably my favorite film, and that's not a hot take. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I think that's pretty common. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, uh, Halloween's, yeah, probably up there as the second. Um, Escape from New York is also really good, but I, I wasn't, I didn't actually kind of, I didn't really like that the first time I watched it, um, but I wasn't really in the mood for it. And so when I did actually rewatch it, I was, yeah, a bit more open-minded to it. And 
because it's this weird mix of camp and like action and so like it's it's an action flick and if you watch it too if you take it too seriously i mean it's hard to take seriously because like <laughs> they've they've you know um imprisoned or they've made new york a um a a prison island <laughs> and they just throw in all the criminals there and don't let them out um so yeah. it's kind of like ridiculous but yeah like it, it you definitely need to embrace the the 80s camp um and it's actually kind of cool Oh, and then I think, yeah, definitely, ah, oh, I was going to, yeah, no, Big Trouble in Little China is is probably my third. But I did really like Prince of Darkness, which, yeah, if I had to recommend anything, like, sort of out of his typical recommendations, Prince of Darkness is a cool one. Okay. Um, that's actually, like, a really good horror flick. Yeah. So I, I would give that a go. But your experience with John Carpenter is Halloween, that's about it. And and um Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's that definitely a lot more. There's definitely a lot more good stuff you could try. Um I would just look through okay. his, his um filmography and go from there. But you know, pretty much I mean, to be honest, like throughout the eighties, like there's not really anything I wouldn't recommend. Um They Live is a weird one. <laughs> yeah, they live is a a very bizarre film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the messaging towards the end is a bit irky now, but it's basically about some like aliens that live amongst us and the main character can't see him uh, or nobody can see him. Um, but he has these like special right. glasses that can allow him to see like the world underneath. And like all the aliens wow. have this like awful skeleton looking face and the entire world's like designed. And it's, it's actually quite relevant now, like um, as a big advertisement. And so like it tells you to obey and like all the, all the advertisement tells you to obey and to buy things and to, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, but the way it ends is kind of disgusting because he just like starts killing everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, and like he, he, he gets quite unhinged. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I think like then going into the nineties is a bit trickier in the mouth of madness is really good but it's kind of wacky too. It's got um, uh, Sam Neill, the Aussie guy. Oh. Hmm. Um, wow, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite, like, all these films are pretty, like, have really out there scenarios, but that that's another good one. And, and again, like, it has a really, really wacky ending. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, which kind of, you'll either, like, love it or hate it. Um, I think it was kind of funny, but it kind of like nulls the entire film the way it ends like yeah the events of the film are kind of like okay whatever (laughs) the way it ends but like it's really it's really 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 out there and then like village of the damned is kind of odd and then escape from la is just bonkers and it's in the best possible way um so that was like one of his only sequels that he directed he did Halloween 2. He wrote it, but he wrote it drunk under duress of, like, the studio. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so Escape from L.A. is, like, one of his only sequels that he sort of was heavily involved with. So, mm. Um, mm. yeah, it's it's wild. It's really good. You should watch that. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's another Kurt Russell um, endeavour. So um, well, they, they, they formed a lot of um, – they had a 
pretty good working relationship then. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Russell actually job. wrote a bit of Escape from L.A. And that's like one oh, of his wow. only writing credits, which is really, really funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I think like, honestly, just go through chronologically um, if you really want to give it a whirl. Ah, oh, Assault yeah. on Precinct 13. Um, that was 1976. That was really good. They did a remake on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, um, Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, they did a remake. Ethan Hawke. I, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I remember watching that. It was quite good. The, mm. the remake, anyway. Salton Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the other thing I just really love about John Carpenter is his music. I went on a bit of a collectathon and started like buying all his um, movie soundtracks. Mm. And yeah, he just has such a yeah a unique um, fingerprint <laughs> on his music. Would you call him the Hans Zimmer of horror films in the eighties? Mm, yeah. I mean, sure. Musical scores. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's got a really, um, yeah. Unique. Um, like it's very thematic. If you can put it like that. He, um, mm. they're like very distinct soundtracks. He's got an album just called um, Anthology, I think, which is just all the theme songs from his films. Um, oh, wow. And that's such a good listen. Yeah, <laughs> I think, like, as an introduction, like, that's that's the perfect way to go. And, yeah, it's a really, really fun listen. So give, give that a whirl. Like, I, 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 I just buy anything he releases now on vinyl because it's, like, like, even for films I haven't seen, that's all he's been yeah. doing now is just, um, yeah, film scores. So... Oh, cool. Yeah. Age, I wanted to um, give you some um, fun facts or even maybe maybe you'd be able to answer some of them. But on um, yeah, hit me. On Jamie Lee Curtis, who is mm. who, who was probably really well known for for the Halloween films, right? Like mm. that's, that was probably her big break. Um, so I'm going to give you a few fun facts. Or I'm going to ask you, actually, see if you know um, these uh, these fun facts. Mm, you ready? All right. So, Jamie Lee Curtis's parents, right, are famous. You know that, right? Ah, yeah. So, her dad was Tony Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. I think he was quite a big, big actor. But mum was also a actress and singer too. Which famous horror movie was um, her mum in? Was she? Was she the? The from Psycho, is that her? Wow! Yeah. very good. Yeah, Janet Lee. Uh, good okay. job. I wouldn't yeah. have remembered that, but yeah, um, it rang very a bell. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her mum was um yeah Janet um was um Janet Lee, and she was yeah in Psycho. Mm. Um, what was her debut film? Was it Halloween? Correct. Yeah. In 78. Okay, yeah. Because she was really young in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Number three, she is the godmother of which famous Hollywood actor? Hmm. What's her hmm, relationship? I think you like this actor. Okay. I don't think think I'd be able to... Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh, what, uh, is male? <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he's done a. Oh, he's 
he was in quite a famous, I think, thriller, mystery thriller. What was it? Mm. Dark. It was quite a, quite a famous movie in the 2000s, I think. Nah, I got no idea. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, really? Hmm. What's the relationship mm. there? How does she know him? I don't know. I just got this off the internet. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, also, did you know she had grey teeth as a child because her mum was taking these antibiotics called or tetracycline antibiotics. Oh, right. Yeah, gave, yeah, yeah. Gave her grey teeth when she was born. Yeah. Mm. Fun Random. fact. <laughs> she's also, final fact, she's also a children's author. As well, All right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She did a book called Me, My Selfie and I. Oh, very, very clever. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Uh, anyway, there's, there's, there's my... some facts. You're, you're pretty good. You got, you got most of them. Not bad. Mm. I mean, you got Well, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, in the, in the spirit of the spooky season, um, mm. what are your, what are your favorite horrors? I, I really liked um, Scream. I liked yeah. Insidious. I really liked Insidious. Yeah, that is. Good I liked um, Don't Breathe. Is it Don't Breathe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a <laughs> that was a roller coaster. That film, um, mm. because like, yeah. At first, the like, well, the antagonist protagonist in that film, like, shifts quite a bit is to who you think is, like, you know, the the hero of the story and the villain. Mm. Um, that is quite an interesting film, yeah. Um, they made a sequel to that. I never watched it. Mm. Oh, it did, oh, I don't think it was very good. Mm. But not, yeah, okay. I think they did yeah. do a sequel. Mm. I really, I really um, liked the Saw series. What? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I really liked the Saw series. I liked the... The fact that a bunch of people have to go through extreme measures to save themselves. It's just like, I like the psychology. Yeah, look, like, I'll be like, I, I, laughed, like I laughed at you, but I've seen every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like the Fast and Furious series. Oh, no, I love the Fast and Furious series. That's, that's, that's different. It's quality material. Yeah, no, that was another series. Like, I'd, I'd seen the first one in cinemas when I, like when it came out. Um, and yeah. it, that that is still an interesting film. It's it's good. Like it it has like a really unique kind of twist, which mm-hmm. you know is kind of cheap when you have a twist like that. And then every film tried to replicate it. <laughs> yeah. But and then I think I watched the second one. And then after that, like there was just that trend. And maybe that's what the noughties was defined by was just like torture porn, um, where like <laughs> the 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 gimmick was to like just be as violent as possible and be as awful as possible. And so mm-hmm. I think all the sequels ended up being just like, how gross can we get with like killing people? And, and it just put me off. And so I didn't watch it for years and years and years after like yep. I'd seen the first two and actually quite mm. liked them. But then again, I was, I was sick for a week. Um, I had a week off work and I just thought I'd watch them all. And it's like such a depressing thing to do. Um, to watch them all back to back, they just like blur into your mind, and it's just like, yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, like uh, when we talk about horror films and each each decade, it goes through different trends mm. and, and what was popular with slasher movies, and then um, even even the Saw series was really mm. popular because it kind of um, played on um, how people, you know, would, would would just do crazy things in in they're very desperate in a group setting, mm. and 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 like. Um, I liked it. I think it's Insidious. Insidious played on, and even Don't Breathe, they played on the senses of people. So yeah. someone that was deaf versus a self, where com- yeah. compared to someone that was blind, right? Well, um, there was that um, that one where the 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 lady was blind. Yeah, were, yeah. What was that one called? Oh, that was. I thought that was um, Don't Breathe. No, Don't Breathe. Oh, sorry, Don't Breathe was the. The, the the old dude in the house that they went to yeah. rob was blind. But, he was blind, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was another film um, where somebody invaded the woman's house who was blind. Oh, no, she was deaf, right? She was deaf. Oh, yeah, she was deaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, she was deaf. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. That's not Insidious. No, no, sorry, that's not Insidious. That's another one. No, Insidious was uh, James Wan. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, sorry, sorry. I, I got, got it mixed up, but... But yeah, you know the one mm. I'm talking about. That that was a very that was quite a good film as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just thinking that, like, and I love how they both play. When you talk about tension and release, mm. especially when, as an audience, you don't like mm. you know when they you don't know what a a, a perpetrator is doing because obviously they put you into the point of view of someone who's deaf, right? That so oh, shit, man, what was that? I think it's very clever. Yeah, I think yeah, the, yeah. The, the way they did that was just very clever. So I wanted to ask you, like moving forwards like where do you think horror films like what 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 kind of um uh like like are they still going to play on the senses are they still going to play on i think um, that's kind of been done now it was called hush yeah ah hush yes hush um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, i think that's because now i think you know now what i think of like the late Teens? What are, what are we calling the 2010s? <laughs> um, the, 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 late... the roaring 20s? The roaring <laughs> 20s? <laughs> the late 2010s, like early 2020s. Um, yeah. kind of like, it, it's kind of a gimmicky term, but they're like, they call it like elevated horror, where it's kind of like really, um, they want to like make it sound smart, I guess. But, you know, have you, have you seen like Hereditary and um, Midsummer? um films like that i've seen hereditary yeah 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 hereditary's quite good right no it is yeah 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 i mean i quite liked it yeah <laughs> yeah that had some really surprising scenes in it yeah 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 Tony yeah. yeah and then like get out um jordan peele's Ooh, yes. sort of trilogy yeah, so of films. yeah yeah that um, was like there was so many um yeah there were so many different themes in get out it wasn't just a scary movie was it, it was yeah good. yeah um yeah. uh, did you see the film he released this year called Nope? I watched that, the cowboy one. Yeah, I loved it. One. That was so good. And then like it combines two of my favorite things, like horror and sci-fi, but like yeah, it's just it was yeah, it was so good. I loved it. And it had um the <laughs> uh Glenn from The Walking Dead. What's his name? Oh um, yes, yeah. Glenn, yeah. Glenn. <laughs> The ranch manager. He yeah, yeah. The ranch manager. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I, I really love that film. Um, yeah, that that was a good one. Um, so yeah, I think like, yeah, yeah. I think like horror now is kind of a much more 
it 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 it, it can be a very well respected genre of films um mm. that can garner like critical praise whereas i think throughout like 80s 90s it was kind of like just a cash grab <laughs> like it was just a, yeah. a a genre of films that were you know i like them but they're not exactly you know <laughs> clever in a lot of ways or they're not like yeah they're not necessarily critically brilliant films but now they can be i, I would agree with you there yeah um, I think some of them are done very well executed very well yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. so yeah i don't know i just really like the horror genre um (laughs) if it's it's your favorite i think it's your favorite angel Mm. yeah i don't know it's definitely up there but i i don't like like if if it is you know purely if it comes from a purely kind of hateful space it's really really bad um Mm. but like if it if it's playful in its horror, then you know it works really well. Yeah, I think it can be quite quite good. Um, yeah, when done right. Anything else you've got for horror and/or John Carpenter? We went a bit off the rails with talking for about John Carpenter. <laughs> no, I think that's um, no, I think for me, I think um, that's pretty much. It. I, I like. I I really liked um. Yeah, I really liked Halloween, and I'm mm. a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. So, like, mm. you know, when mm. I saw her in True, True Lies, Lies, I realized, hey? <laughs> I realized she <laughs> Halloween. I'm like, yes, I'm watching this. Age by the tickets, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, Freaky Friday, big fan of Freaky Friday mm. too, with her and Lindsay Lohan. So, um, no, but thanks, thanks for bringing it up, Age. I think it was a good timing. I think with with Halloween approaching, and um, it was. A, it was a good chat. Although by the time good this episode days. comes out, it'll be after <laughs> Halloween. Post Halloween. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're disappointed yeah. in, in that scenario, please send us an email to beer and podcast at hotmail. Oh, hotmail. Shit. Uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> stuck in hotmail. <laughs> stuck in the 80s, mate. I mean, I should say uh, 90s. 90s, yeah. The 80s, 90s. <laughs> but yeah, hey, shall we... Um, Wish everyone a happy Halloween and um, yeah, yeah. wrap it up for this week, yeah? Mm-hmm. What have you got for me? Oh, send off for this week. Huh? Mm, what's I my cheers going to be? I want you to do it in one of the South African languages. I want you to do it in Zulu. I think it's the most, is that the most commonly spoken. I have no idea. Language yeah. in South, South Africa? I don't know. Mm. Zulu. Do it in Zulu. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for the catch up, Eric. As always, good to see you. And in Jabulu, in Jabalo. What? <laughs> I got Bajabule. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd you do that? I just googled Cheers in Zulu. Yeah, I did Google Translate and wrote Cheers, and in Zulu it comes out. In Jabalu. In Jabalu? Mm. Oh. Well, in Jabalu well, or Bajabule? Either um, way, thanks for listening. Either way, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Bye.